0: All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Op Talk. Uh, I'm your host, Aziz. And today I got a very special guest. It's the first time we do it remotely. And it's Erin. So Erin has an office down in Columbus. Uh, I'm very excited to have you. Uh, Erin always likes to talk and, you know, uh, explain a lot of uh, her, her experience and share her knowledge and what she has been through in her career and also behind the scenes uh, in your life as well. So I'm really looking forward to talk about, uh, mindset of sales leaders with you today. Um, just give us a little, a little bit uh, of a background about you and to get to know you a little bit.
1: Hit me with the first one. (laughs) No,
0: just, uh, give us a little bit about yourself. Like how'd you start? Like briefly, you know,
1: my background. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, first of all, thank you, of course, for having me on today. Super excited to chat with you and like also be a part of like, you know, your first couple episodes of this, which is awesome. Um, so yeah, background about me. Um, I'm 27 years old. Um, I started in the business, um, when I was 22 years old, um, back in 2017. So I went to school, I went to Miami university in Ohio, And I graduated with a chemistry degree, a management degree, and a pre med co major. So, um, obviously, I was originally pre med in school. That was kind of what success looked like to me. My vision of success was, you know, being in medicine or the healthcare field in general, um, just because that's what I was brought up on. Um, And so, that was, you know, what I thought I would be going into college. Obviously, coming out of college, I was knew that that was not what I wanted to do. And so just kind of had to figure out what the next step was going to be for me. And um, that's kind of how I stumbled upon sales. So how I fell into this industry. um, My uncle has been in sales his entire adult career. Uh, And I was really fortunate to have some shadow opportunities with him and an internship opportunity as well in pharmaceuticals and medical device sales. And after literally one day of shadowing, you know, prior to even, you know, kind of really diving into it, I knew I was like, yeah, this is it for me. Like, I definitely want to be in sales. Um, And so how I got started back in 2017, I applied to a uh, business and medical supply sales position, entry level in all caps. Yeah. Um, and thought that that would be a good way for me to kind of jumpstart my career in sales. Um, little did I know, I would still obviously be here over five years later now. So I started in 2017 um, in Bill Dickerman's office in Detroit, Michigan. And then um, expanded with Joe to the Cleveland market um, in April of 2018. I took on an HR and recruiting role from for the remainder of that year, so all of 2018. Um, 2019, I went back into the field. 2020, I got uh, January 2020, I got promoted to assistant management uh, or executive partner. And then uh, January 2021, it's when I opened my office in Columbus, Ohio, so we've been here for a little over a year and a half. It'll obviously be two years in January of next year, and yeah, we've seen multiple different campaigns, programs, um, a bunch of highs and lows, but that's just business for you. So that's where we are now.
0: Nice. That, that the thing I, I always hear about you is you're you're a beast in the field, so mm-hmm. no no wonder you kind of. Uh, left the um recording and went back to the field uh i'm, I'm assuming you, you loved that about the the sales
1: yeah i mean that's actually an interesting point that you brought up because i mean when i went into hr and recruiting um i think my purpose for going into it was just to kind of learn more about business um, I really enjoyed like the company and the culture and the atmosphere and so on and so forth. And I wasn't necessarily ready to leave, even though I nece- I did have the experience to go on and like move into medical sales or something of that nature. But I just wasn't ready for that transition. So I was like, OK, how can I, you know, further build my resume and grow my opportunity personally? Um, and so that's why I took on HR and recruiting. And I really enjoyed it. Um, I learned a lot about it. I'm really grateful for the opportunity now that I run my own business, because I think it kind of gives me a whole nother perspective that maybe other people in management don't necessarily have. Um, But yeah, ultimately, it wasn't my forever, like, long haul home or whatever. Um, Just because I remembered, you know, why I got into this whole thing. And that was to be around people, you know, that's why I wanted to get into medicine as I wanted to help people I wanted to be around others, and why I decided actually not to go into medicine was because I found the day to be rather repetitive. Um, Because I knew I wanted to work with patients, you know your day is very systematic in the sense that like you see a new patient every 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah. And I found myself watching the clock and I'm like, no way I'm spending a million dollars and going to school for the next 20 years of my life. That's traumatic. but you know, 10 years of my life to be bored every single day. And that kind of then resonated me with me once I was in HR and recruiting again, I'm like, I'm missing this whole aspect of like, Every day is something new. I'm talking to someone different. I'm, you know, in a different location. I'm learning a new thing, so on and so forth. And so ultimately I was like, all right, sales is really where like my heart lies. And, you know, I think it'll be like that forever, you know, even yeah. 20 years from now, I'll probably still feel the same way.
0: Yeah. I I always remember uh, one of the stories you, you shared with us uh, in, the, in the retreat the other day. Um, kind of when you were thinking that you you were not the best in public speaking. Mm. and then <laughs> yeah. you can develop that skill with time, uh, and then, I mean, when obviously when people see you right now talking to um a different uh group of people and a, a big number of people, no one would, uh, you know, think that hey, like Aaron was very shy and couldn't even talk to, a small group of people, and then like look at her right now. Can you can you kind yeah. kind of talk to us uh, or to me, obviously? um <laughs> How you get to you got to that level? What was your mindset at the time? How did you get through that block of like the mental aspect? Yeah.
1: Well yeah, I think you bring up a good point in that like it 100% was mental. So I've always considered myself like a conversationalist. I've always been really great with people, um, but one on one. you know, I think yes. that's why I was so good with sales right off the rip was because I genuinely enjoy connecting with others. Um, but the concept of having to speak in front of a large group or convey a message to a large group or like make an impact, was like really, really daunting to me from like the youngest I can remember. I literally have a vision in my brain right now of having to do a speech back in the sixth grade in middle school and like heart palpitations. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of people can probably relate to that and that public speaking is, you know, it's difficult because you're immediately putting yourself in position to be like judged or um, I don't know, hyper-analyzed, whatever it is. Yes. And so for me, it's so interesting because I was so fearful of public speaking, but I would say now that's literally my like my favorite thing that I, I do. Yes. One of the reasons I didn't see myself getting promoted to management and running a business was because I was scared to speak in front of other people because I was scared I wouldn't make an impact or I wouldn't... Um, I don't know, people maybe wouldn't want to listen to me. And obviously that comes down to like a self-confidence issue. Um, and so I remember like Joey would talk about like being a consultant and like speaking on stage. And I'm like, I literally could never be a consultant because I will never speak on stage ever. Like that sounds yeah. absolutely miserable to me. And now it's like, I've spoken in front of like 200 people at a conference um, never th- something that I thought I would be able to accomplish, but. What
0: conference was that? Was that?
1: Um, so it was a leaders conference, it was actually, uh, a year ago, like this time of year. So the last fall leaders conference, Yeah. Um, I spoke in front of probably 200 plus people and it was, um, for the leaders with zero to one leaders on their team.
0: Is so- that the key to success? Well, no, no, no.
1: This was in Chicago. Okay. I don't think... It would have been probably, no. like, right before you started. It was, like, kind of the end of Quill.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't there.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was, like, my largest, like, speaking engagement thus far. And don't get me wrong, I was still having heart palpitations. course. Um, but my papa gave me this piece of advice, like, a really long time ago. He said, as soon as you don't do something because you're scared you'll never do it again. And that's like really resonated with me. I like never want my fear to stop me from accomplishing something in my life. So every time I'm scared of something, I like hear his voice in my head, like, hey, you just have to do it. Because once you do like you're going to be so much more confident moving forward. So I would say like, how did I overcome that bear that mental battle? Just, you know, time and persistence and doing things
0: that scare you yeah yeah i i totally resonate with that yeah um so the main things we we always discuss is mindset right okay Uh, especially with sales Mm -hmm. sales is a very mental i'd say challenge uh every single day um how like kind of walk me through your mindset uh like once you started and how did it develop to how it is right now mm-hmm. um because especially with uh, i mean I, I haven't been that experienced with sales I had no background experience with sales uh right. ever uh and um it's crazy to think about it i'm, I'm already like six months right now mm-hmm. um Feels but, like
1: so much longer too. Yeah, me,
0: yeah, same thing. Whenever I think about it, like oh my god, like 6 months, it yeah. feels like nothing, but it's everything t- at
1: the same time.
0: Yeah, it's it's that crazy.
1: Yeah, totally. Um well, yeah, so I think the number one reason why people don't perform well in sales or um quit or give up really on anything in life, it comes down to the conversation that is happening between your ears. Um, Because personally, I believe sales is a learned skill. It's something that anyone can learn to do just like anyone can learn how to play basketball. If you teach me like the system of basketball, how to physically dribble a ball, right? What the point system works like, how to pass, I don't even play basketball, but like these are the things coming to mind, right? Yeah. Like anyone can learn how to play basketball. Now there are going to be people who learn how to play basketball better than I do, right? Like there's LeBron James in the world. There's like Le- LeBron James type people in the world for a reason, But ultimately, there are many people across the world that play basketball and are really good at it. Now, are they LeBron James level? No, but they can play the game. Right. Yeah. So I think sales is the exact same thing. Anyone can learn to play, um, but not it it always comes down to do things. Right. Skill versus will. We can all learn the skill. We can all learn what the pitch is how to convey a message, the product knowledge, we can all learn how to do those things. But not everyone has the will to be good at it daily. Right? Because, you know, another statistic, you know, baseball, right? They say 30% batting average is a good job in baseball. If you hit the ball three out of 10 times, or 30 out of 100 times when you think about it like that, that's a good job. That's like, superstar status so sales is the same thing right like if i you know can control my attitude and my mindset enough just to get to that to that batting average that's that's the differentiator right is that not everyone has the ability to push through the 70 balls that you don't hit right um so mental fortitude is is huge in, in the field of sales. And I think it all just comes down to what do you want? Like, do you actually want it, right? So something I always ask in the interview process is, you know, why do you want to do sales? Which in a sense could sound like a very basic interview question. But for me, it's so much deeper than that. Like if I hear anyone say like, oh, I just want to try something new. I'm just looking to like put myself outside my comfort zone, or like, I'm just really sick of what I've been doing. Those are all major red flags to me. Like I will not hire someone who doesn't know why they want to do sales. Because yeah. if you're not attached to being good at it, you'll never be good at it, right? You're gonna get those first 10 misses and your attitude shot. Um, so I think just like building confidence, like I said earlier, it takes time and it takes Perseverance. Um, I think building your mindset takes that time as well. Because did I, you know, come out the womb this way? Absolutely not. Did I show up on day one this way? Definitely not. Um, but it's just like kind of a conclusion that I've come to over time that the only thing stopping us from what we want um, and getting it is us. Yeah. It's- Like you are the only barrier between here and where you want to be. And like, when you let that sink in, um, our brain has so much power in like putting us in a position to live a great life. So I always, you know, I, I have internal conversations with myself regularly, like still I struggle with, you know, maintaining a good attitude at certain times. Right but ultimately at the end of the day, I'm just so confident that I'm going to get what I want that I just keep pushing. Um, I'll give you like one example of this just cause it's like resonating in my mind. Um, yeah. Literally on Monday, I was in the store and um, you know, I had spoken to a couple of people, I had like two people that were super interested and said they were gonna come back, of course. And so Mm -hmm. in my mind, I'm like, Oh, sweet, like I've got these like six lines coming my way or seven lines or whatever it is. Obviously, they never showed. Yeah. So I'm in the store from literally noon. And it's like 630. And I still haven't gotten like my sale yet. And in my mind, I'm like, You know, a lot of people I think would probably be like, it's just not going to happen today. Like, you know, they start kicking rocks, getting upset, whatever. But I'm just so confident that I'm going to get what I want, that it almost like 99.99% of the time happens. And I literally stumbled into a woman who had just went to Verizon prior to that was having an issue with her phone. And I set her up Yeah. Um, Took 15 minutes, you know, seven o'clock is the end of our day. Seven o'clock, I finished that sale. And I think that's the difference between people who like continue on and like push through like obstacles is like they just believe that the light is on the other end. Whereas other people are doubtful. I always say, we. I call it like the little green monster in your in your head. Um, We all have one, but sometimes, you know, a lot of people let the monster take over as opposed to like, you know, the opposite of that.
0: Pushing through that.
1: Yeah, definitely. Pushing through the adversity. You know, anyone who has anything worth having had to work hard to get it. Because nothing worth having is easy to have.
0: Exactly. I love that. Um, I I, I like to always uh, just share kind of practical knowledge. Yeah. uh, For people to uh, at least like we can leave them with something that they can work on. And Mm -hmm. kind of be like strategic on and have some steps for other people to yeah. benefit from so what are some uh, i know I've recently i've been kind of seeing the impact of sticking to like my habits and the things that kind of keeps me going even when things not uh going as planned or things are right. not going as right as we think uh but still stick with the things that i like doing like Waking up early, uh, even sleeping early, uh, preparing clothes and food um, a day uh, before, and yep. also going to the gym—all of the things that are we don't count as uh, significant just because it's not mm-hmm. in the leaderboard or in the score that we have, but we do it consistently. I think it, with time and with repetition, uh, even when things not don't go as planned sticking with those things kind of keeps us aligned and uh when things start showing up and like we start getting results uh, i'm like oh shit it actually is 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 working like you know even even when things because i feel i start feeling like oh even when i'm not getting results i'm still sticking to the right things like the things that are physically, mentally, uh, spiritually, uh, spiritually beneficial, but then like I'm more disciplined, you know, yeah, And, and it has a double or even triple the impact and, uh, the satisfaction when those results start coming in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's super interesting that you say that because I'm actually experiencing that right now. Um, so like when people don't feel mentally good, let's in using sales as an example, right? Like they aren't getting the results they want, right? Yeah. Or just anything in life, right? Like someone in your in your family passes away or you experience like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. You experience like financial strife or whatever it might be. Like you have a fight with your significant other. Anytime you're going through like adversity is typically right when all of your personal habits, like go to shit. Yeah. Right. Like when you feel like just unhappy in general, the first thing to go is like your meal prepping or like the fact that you told yourself you're going to go to the gym three times a week or like your, how you read before you go to bed instead of watching TV or how you wake up at six in the morning, or you wake up at six every morning, and now you're pushing it to six thirty. And as as soon as we stent, like tend to struggle at things, um, that those are the things that first go out the window. And it's so interesting that we do that because that just puts us in a position of being more like more troubled, right? Like having more stress or whatever it might be, and. Um, so when I switched to this retail program, like I made a commitment to myself that I'm gonna uphold these certain standards for myself, right? And so, you know, I'm getting married next December and I have goals on like where I want to be, like physically, emotionally, spiritually, um, even financially, and what I want the wedding to look like, so on and so forth. And like when I'm not personally feeling good none of those things are happening so when i started this program i'm like okay today is the beginning right like today is day one and i woke up this morning this is my first full week of like being on retail and i stayed fully committed to like those expectations that i set for myself and i saw results right like i saw results financially and that my first week in the field i made sixteen hundred dollars rep stroke um I saw results for myself physically and that, um, I lost, you know, inches around my waist. I like lost five pounds, so on and so forth. I saw results, um, even just like mentally with like a commitment to myself. I'm like, Hey, like you're going to fall. You're going to, um, pack your lunch every single day. And I did that every single day. I didn't go out for lunch once, so on and so forth. And it's amazing how much better I feel today than I did last Wednesday when you, you know, are constantly giving up on those things that are important to you. And it don't make sense that I'm like feeling good mentally and like I'm performing well in the field and like I'm excited to go to work as opposed to like dreading it um, because all of those things are in alignment. So I think that looks different for everyone. Um, but it ultimately, it's just knowing yourself, right? Like when I do X, I feel at my best when I do Y, I feel amazing. Right. Yeah. And we all know what those things are, but for some reason, those things are always the first thing to go when we face any amount of stress. Yes. <laughs> so I think that could just comes down to like making a commitment to yourself that no matter what's going around on around you one, two, and three are always going to happen. Like, no matter what, I'm committing to these couple of things. And that brings me to like one other point that I want to make is like, don't overwhelm yourself with those commitments. Make like one or two, right? Like, hey, I know when I do A and B, I feel great. That's all you need to commit to. You don't have to like change the world today, right? Like you don't have to like, I don't know, go on a cleanse and like only drink juice for the next three weeks like you don't have to be drastic yeah. you just have to be you just have to commit
0: yeah the way I think about it is basically even when things are not going my way and the way that I need it to go at mm-hmm. least I'm showing up for myself
1: yeah and, and then um, it so you're so much quicker to have that turnaround when because you still Mentally, physically, spiritually, feel good, everything's gonna fall in alignment with that. You know, like positivity is infectious, negativity is infectious, right? So if you personally feel good, then positive things are gonna flock to you. Um, Michael Sessions spoke in our office last Friday, and he said, like, I believe he's this, like, really stuck with me. He's like, I'm lucky. He's like, I know a lot of people don't think like don't want to be lucky. Cause it sounds bad. Like I know that I'm lucky when I pull up to a restaurant. Oh, there's a front row parking spot right there for me. Yeah, I believe that I manifested that parking spot to be available for me. And just on the flip side, you, I'm sure you have friends, family, like probably even people that we work with, right. That are constantly like, why is always these bad things happening to me? It's because you're manifesting bad things to happen to you. Yeah. Um, and so I think just like believing that life is abundant and there's enough for all of us and everything to go around. Like it just changes your mindset and makes more positive things come your way as opposed to negative things.
0: Yes. The
1: victim never wins. That's for sure.
0: I would like to know, um, uh, I don't know if you discussed this or not, but what's, what's your why?
1: Yeah. It's a good question. So, um, I talked about just a few minutes ago, right? Like how I won't hire someone if I don't know why they want to be good in sales. But when I first started in this career, I had no idea what my why was.
0: Yeah. uh, And did it, did it change with time?
1: Oh, 100%. You know, my why when I first started was to put it like bluntly and like, simply I wanted to be rich, right? Like I wanted to make a lot of money because that sounded cool. Right? Like, Why do you think I wanted to go to medical sales? Just like every other college graduate wants to go to medical school or or medical sales. Cause they think they're going to make a lot of money. Same thing with why did I want to be a doctor? Yeah. Like I like people and I wanted to help, but like, ultimately I wanted to make a lot of money. Right. And so I think my, why or my goals in the beginning were very superficial, um, there's nothing wrong with wanting to make a lot of money though, right? Like, do I still want to make a lot of money? Absolutely. Right. But there's more substance behind that. So I think what my why is for myself is to be able to live a great life, um, provide a similar life experience that my parents were able to provide to me. And that ultimately stems from flexibility of time and money. Yes. Yes. So how do I create more time and more money? You know, there's a multiple, multiple ways of doing that. Um, But that's ultimately why I stick, why I stuck around with this opportunity is because I believe that like money is plentiful. And so is time. Time is abundant in like this role. So uh, I always tell people in the interview, um, this is the people helping people business. And my job is literally to pass the torch to the next person who wants it in the passing of that torch that provides me a lot of flexibility of freedom and time and allows me to do the things that, you know, create a great life for me and my future family down the line.
0: Yes. Um, this, this question just crossed my mind. What, what's, what makes you happy?
1: What makes me happy? Yes. Mm, That's a that's like a tricky one, actually. You
0: you know, I ask this question because every time I ask it, people like start smiling, like the faces off.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um. So, have you heard of like the five motivations? Mm, Maybe. Okay. So basic I think. Um. See if I can remember them all off the top of my head. So, freedom um, power.
0: Yes. Pre- prestige.
1: prestige, money,
0: money
1: and family. family. Yeah. Yep. So what makes me happy? Um, like when I really think about it, like to my core, it's like, it's my people, right? It's my family. So when I think of those two motive or those five motivations, two of them really resonate with me, prestige and family, right? So I'm a high I, um, I love recognition. And so I would say that that's something that makes me happy. It makes me very competitive internally, like to do well because I do like receiving kudos. Um, that's like what kind of motivates me internally. But externally, um, and like big picture, it's 100% like my family. Like my sisters are my absolute best friends in the world. Obviously, I love Joey to death. I'm like building a family with him. My parents are like the absolute best. I got off the phone with my grandparents last night and they just, you know, make me who I am. So I would say probably like, yeah, family um, is like my number one motivator.
0: Nice. Uh, What's what's a book you recommend to to read?
1: So um, I'm honestly not a huge reader, but I did read this book not too long ago. um called lean in um obviously i'm a female entrepreneur um there's very few i shouldn't say very few there's much many less women in business than there are men um and i've never been like someone who i would even label as like a feminist or anything like that but this book was groundbreaking for me and any woman who like listens to this podcast or just in general Um, I think it's an amazing book to read about a woman who is super successful and all of the trials and tribulations and like mental battles that women face that maybe men wouldn't um, in, in growing in, in leadership and management. So that like, is probably one of my favorite um, like professional, or I guess, you know, self help type books that I've read Um, was really inspiring. Um, just the battle of like being a woman, a mother, a wife, um, an entrepreneur all at once. So, yeah. definitely recommend that. I'm sorry that's not a good one for you, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, I mean, maybe it is. It's maybe for it is. Really maybe too. I never know. You never know. Maybe it's for the audience. I'm not, a, uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm also not a big reading person, mm-hmm. but I'm a more of a listening, especially right now. With the rides uh, from to the office, uh, yeah. just like Audible all the time, podcasts are my mm-hmm. go to right now. Uh, I would y- you would love this question. What's the difference between Aaron five years ago, before you started the job, and right now while you're an, an owner and you're at this position right now? What, what was what's the difference? Um, one
1: hundred percent, my confidence. For sure. Um, I live by like a life mantra. It's believe you can and then you will. Mm-hmm. Um, it all starts with the thoughts that we tell ourselves and then projects outwardly from there. So I would say definitely, um, you know, reflecting back on the person I was five years ago to the person I am today. Don't yeah. even recognize them. Um, and simply just because of like what I believe is possible today versus what I thought was possible back then.
0: Nice. Nice. Well, um, I totally relate to that, especially with like whenever you start something new, right? Yeah. You, you, you start being very naive and ask a lot of stupid questions. But that's that's part of the, the journey of learning. I, one of the things I think it's I believe is a superpower for me is I don't shy from asking stupid questions because oh. when people uh, are scared of asking stupid questions, they're basically falling behind. And the more stupid questions I ask, the more clear the path uh, is for me. Yeah. You know,
1: absolutely. So no dumb questions.
0: No dumb questions. The dumbest questions is the one that's never asked.
1: Yeah, that's a good one.
0: Yeah. So Aaron, (laughs) I really appreciate your time. Uh, uh, Obviously, you came here at 7 p.m. So I really appreciate it uh i i always love your energy and the experience and knowledge that you bring uh i know that people are gonna have a lot of value in this please share this episode you got to share it with joey and the rest Will of the giordano yeah, well, you're
1: not and... it to me absolutely i'll pass it all around
0: of course well you have a great day don't forget to uh, share subscribe do all the things like comment whatever Um, my name is Aziz. I'm the host. Thank you so much. And you have a great day.